the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Tonight's gospel lesson takes place in that upper room in Jerusalem. A couple of things happen this evening that are worth noting. First, Jesus and his disciples have supper. This is the point in the evening where Jesus institutes Holy Communion, as is described in tonight's epistle. Next, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And third, Jesus gives the disciples a new commandment. Quote, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This commandment is where we get the name Maundy Thursday. The words Maundy and mandate comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means commandment. This command is demonstrated in the object lesson given by Jesus when he washes the disciples' feet. As Jesus approaches Peter to wash his feet, St. Peter says, you shall never wash my feet. Recall that St. Peter identifies Jesus as the Christ. Peter knows Jesus' identity And Peter is certainly not comfortable with having his Lord wash his feet. Washing someone's feet was a profoundly demeaning act in the ancient world. Peter must have thought, how can my Lord wash my feet? This action, in Peter's eyes, destroys the whole order of things. But Jesus is not asking if he can wash Peter's feet. Jesus is giving a command. You must accept this act of love. Peter overcorrects, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. But Peter cannot submit to our Lord's commands on his own terms. Peter must submit to the Lord on the Lord's terms. What Peter doesn't realize is that this action does not destroy the order of things. In fact, it restores the order of things. God loves his creation first, and in return, we are to love each other. Jesus says, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. It's curious why Jesus says this is a new command, when there is no lack of the Old Testament's commands to love one's neighbor as oneself. What makes this command new and uniquely Christian is that we love one another as Jesus loved us. Jesus loved us first. He loved us before we loved him. Jesus also loved us without our ability to give anything back to him. Jesus' love is sacrificial. The foot washing was, up to this point, the most Jesus has lowered himself for the benefit of his disciples. The foot washing shows us a picture of how we ought to humble ourselves to love each other. St. Peter wasn't the only disciple here tonight. Judas was a man who had been called by Jesus, just as all the other disciples had been. Judas and Jesus traveled and did ministry together for three years. They had gotten to know one another, and they had lived life together with one another. Despite this, Judas betrays Jesus. We're told the devil had already put into Judas' heart to betray Jesus, to deliver him up to death for some money. Yet, despite this, Jesus washes the feet of Judas. Jesus still loved Judas. 
Jesus wanted the best for his enemy. Jesus' Lord washing someone's feet in the first century was an act that carried with it deep meaning that may be lost in today's context. Today, we live in a much different world where washing one's feet may be considered more an act of weirdness than an act of love. We also live in a world where we likely do not have a friend plotting our death for a little cash. However, we definitely live in a world where people may offend us and make us angry. Yet, we must be willing to wash the feet of those who offend us, whatever that looks like. Perhaps that means not retaliating when someone has really wronged us in our lives. Perhaps that means forgiving them and moving on without any expectation that they will change. Perhaps it means investing time, money, effort, and talent in someone that we don't absolutely have to. It is by this love, this selfless, sacrificial willingness to go unreciprocated type of love that the world will know that we are disciples of Christ. Besides this, loving like Jesus loved is a command, and we must submit to it, not on our own terms like St. Peter sought to do, but on our Lord's terms. We must love everyone without exception or expectation that our love will be returned or our love will change anybody. It didn't change the mind of Judas. He still betrayed our Lord after having his feet washed. There's a difference between doing something that looks a whole lot like loving your neighbor and then there's actually loving someone and then taking it a step further There is loving like Jesus did, willing the best for someone without first receiving love from them, and loving them without any expectation of them returning that love. How do we ever obtain the ability to love others the way that Jesus loved us? It is through communion and the Holy Spirit. It is not a coincidence that Holy Communion was instituted and indeed commanded on the same night that Jesus taught his disciples how to love one another. When we take communion, we are eating the body and drinking the blood of our Lord. In the sixth chapter of St. John's Gospel, Jesus says, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. St. John later writes, Now he who keeps Jesus' commandments abides in Jesus, and Jesus in him. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit whom he has given us. St. John is linking these actions together, that part of taking communion is that we take care to be in love and charity with our neighbor. Receiving the Eucharist and obeying the command to love ensures that we abide in Jesus and that Jesus abides in us. The longer we abide in Jesus and the longer Jesus abides in us, the more and more like our Lord we become. Communion with God through the Eucharist And communion with each other through love is part of what makes the community of the church. Jesus has washed his disciples' feet in a display of his immense love for them. But he is about to do something far greater. For Jesus to give his body in the Eucharist, it must first be broken for us on the cross. Later that evening, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Tonight is Maundy Thursday, the night Jesus was betrayed. Tonight is the first night in what is called the Triduum, 
which comes from the Latin for three days. The three days are Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday's Easter Vigil celebration. You will have noticed that we processed into church this evening singing a hymn, and you will still notice that tonight we will leave the church in silence. One of the reasons for this is the solemn nature of what we are about to witness. A hymn would be inappropriate. Another reason for why we leave in silence is because these three days are meant to be three parts of one continuous service that began when we processed into church with a hymn and does not end until we recess out with a hymn at the end of the Easter Vigil. We are meant to enter into these next three days with our Lord without a break. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And we have just begun a three-day meditation on precisely just how Jesus loves us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.